In today's episode, once again, we speak to the amazing Shay Aguilera. Shay is a wife, a mom, a Reiki practitioner, and a realtor in Northern California. She is working on her goal of helping women who suffer from a fatherless woman syndrome identify their pain and heal the space behind their ribcage. And today, Shay is sharing us with, with us the top five tips for buying your first home. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And once again, I'm so, so excited. I'm speaking to the wonderful, the beautiful, the charming, and a lady who I like to call my friend, Shay Aguilar. Welcome, Shay. Thank you so much for having me, Gul. I'm super, super excited to be talking to you, Shay. Shay, we had such a fantastic conversation on Friday, and I'm so excited to be speaking to you today. But before we get started, please tell everybody what it is that you do. I am lucky to be a wife and a mommy. Um, those are my number one priorities. But I'm also a real estate agent in Northern California. Wonderful. And this is why our, our topic of discussion today is your top five tips to for buying your next uh, property, either your first home or your next home. So um, tell us, uh, Shay, you know, what's the first tip? So, you know, when you're someone's looking to buy a property, what's the first thing they should be thinking about? So I would definitely recommend that they research an amazing real estate agent that is skilled in their area, because that's going to really help them in negotiations, locating a property, making sure that their interest rates are okay, because sometimes us as realtors, we work with lenders that are able to get better interest rates than you know their personal banks would. Um, so number one is find a real estate agent that is very skilled in their market for their area. Any tips on how we find that? I mean, you know, because, you know, if I, if I, for example, I go, if I go into the market now, how do I distinguish between two uh, real estate agents? Um, and they could both, you know, they both have offices and they both sound amazing, but how do I distinguish one's better than the other? Right. So what I do, and this is just me, I'd like to see people's social media platforms only because I like to know I'm working with a human. Mm-hmm. Some people like the prim and proper, but I like the people who have actual human sides to them. Mm-hmm. So I go to social media platforms and I type real estate agents near me and okay. it pops up different real estate agents. Um, but you could also go online and go to, I don't know what brokerages are in, in, in a particular area, but you could research brokerages and you could also view their agents that they have listed on their agent profile. Okay. And then, and then actually speak to... Um, mm-hmm. a couple of ages and get a feel for you know for them as well I think this is very very Definitely. important get a feel for them so okay so so first of all the first and foremost is you know get a great um, real estate agent someone that you trust to you know to help you find the next best deal for you and negotiate yeah. on your behalf I think that's crucial I think I think this would be the the number one thing that people have to do. And then once they find someone, they can continue working with them. But it has to build that honest, you know, 
um, authentic relationship. So then what would be the next step? Step number two. So definitely the next would be credit. Credit is golden and you want to make sure. And again, I don't know what the parameters are across the globe, but you want to make sure that your credit is at a a level to where it can be proved that you are credit worthy. Mm. So once your credit has been established, it has been approved. Your lender will be able to give you an amount to which you qualify. Once you receive that amount, it allows me as your agent to come along and show you houses that are in that parameter. And some people, they say, listen, Shay, I'm approved for a million dollars, but I only want to spend 500,000. And that's fine because at the end of the day, you have to pay that mortgage. So you want to make sure you're very comfortable with the mortgage that you're paying. Hmm. And I think this is, I think this is one of the the things that I think people don't think about until they're going for a mortgage they don't really build their credits or they have because i know you can get bad credit from from small poxy you know a few hundred or even a couple of thousand you know pounds of you know not missing bills or not paying on time or something else or if you disagreements i know here are utilities i um I, you know for example my my school recently went down and i, I couldn't figure out why i went and checked on uh, on one of these sites i think i think credit karma or something and i realized my tenant had not been paying their energy bills oh, and no. and so they, so basically the energy provider went bust and a new energy provider took over, and because this this the the the, the tenant didn't actually contact them and didn't actually set it up and didn't pay it, they put it on on the landlord's head. So it was under my head, and I had no idea because all no the letters idea. are going to the property, and so I was and I I was coming up to default almost to default. I'm like, huh? I'm not even on the property. So then I had to contact the agency like I'm. Look, I'm already with you on my own property. That's not my property. And I had to give, you know, give the details, I'd give the tenancy agreement and the show of the and prove the fact that there's a tenant living there, not me. And the fact mm-hmm. that I I'm already paying you. Look, look how much I'm paying you on my account, but for my own property. But things like that, if you don't keep an eye on it, and this is just randomly I checked, because I just, I just, I don't know what happened and made me check my credit file. Um, and I saw something like, why is my score so low? And then I checked them because of this uh, this incident with the, you know, the agency. But the, the reason I share this is because it wasn't a large amount. I think I think the default amount was probably about, you know, it was coming to default amount because she hasn't paid for six months or something. And it's about, what, 2,000? I say 200 pounds a month or something. Ridiculous. It wasn't a huge amount. Mm-hmm. Yet it killed my, my credit score. Yeah. And yeah. so I think we have uh, people need to be a bit more savvy if they are looking to buy property in the next year or two, start building your credit now. I think this is something that unless you're in property, you don't really give value or attention to. Yes, very true. OK, so that's number two. What's number three? Number three, what I would always suggest is a down payment. So you your down payment is calculated based on what you want to spend for your home. So you know you have your pre-approval amount. You've said, hey, Shay, this is what I want my house to look like and this is the price I want to pay for my mortgage. Now, in my area, you want to save at least 3.5% if you're going with FHA. There's different types of loan platforms, but we'll just stick with an FHA loan. So with an FHA loan, you will want to save 3.5% of the purchase price on top of your closing cost. So I would suggest highly saving for a down payment. And if anyone has questions with, for that, please feel free to give me a call. I'm happy to walk anyone through the processes of saving for those, those figures. I mean, I think 
I think this is essential. I'm quite surprised that you can do it for three and a half percent. With us in UK, um, there, you know, the minimum is five percent, and that's only for first-time buyers. Uh, if really? you're buying, yeah, for first-time buyers, it's five percent. It used to be hundred percent. You know, before the, you know, the the other mortgages when Northern Rock was around, and you can buy 125 percent of the property and ridiculous ridiculousness, which cost us taxpayers a lot of money and yeah. as property owners a lot of money because it caused the property crash but um at the moment we have to say five percent of first-time buyers and i think ten percent is the average for um uh, you know if you're if you're moving home or um, on top of it and then if you're if you're doing buy to let if you're doing it, that kind of rental property then it has to be 25 percent down payment that's what wow. we have to say so it's quite a lot and yeah. the interest rate we get are crazy as well in terms of um um, if you're if, as a, a buy to let, the, our current base rate is around about uh, 1.25, uh, but the average, from the last time I checked, the average buy to let is around about the 6% mark. I think five wow. and a half to 6% mark. So there's a big discrepancy because I think that, I don't know, our government is really actively discouraging people from having buy to lets, um, <laughs> um, whatever it is. But, um, but it's, I think you have to, Again, when you want to buy a home, you have to plan and you have definitely. to start thinking early on. Um, yeah, one, of my, one of my goals, so initially I was thinking of, uh, of paying my daughter's um, uni fees. I can't remember uh, you know, who I spoke to and they said, why do you want to pay your school fees? Let her pay for that herself and take the responsibility for it. If you, are, if you want to pay for anything, use that as a deposit and, let, and buy her a home instead, like you know, start a home or something and get her on the property ladder put responsibility on her but make her responsible for um her, her uni fees so that she knows she has to get a job and to pay back and i thought that's a great way to put financial responsibility on the, on the shoulder of a young um young adult rather than living off mommy and mommy paying for everything yeah. and not appreciating mm-hmm. but it's it, it's it's something that you have to plan so i'm already thinking okay how much was my budget what's what i'm going to save up for her as a first-time mm-hmm. buyer because obviously I'll, I'll, I'll sign on as a guarantor as well for her I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop. So that's tip number three. What's the next thing that we should be looking at? So once you get your approval, you've gotten your platform, meaning what loan specific platform you're going to have, um, then you start shopping. Now, hey, okay, so you start shopping. Only then do you start shopping. Okay. Uh, well, this is the steps I take because I like my buyers to be empowered while they're shopping. I don't want them to say, Shay, what's this? Or, you know, it's step by step. I'm holding your hand. So in my case, this is what I do with my buyers. Then mm-hmm. we shop. Once you're fully comfortable with everything. So location, location, location. I tell my, because in the state of California, we can't steer anyone in any direction. We can't say, oh, this is not a good area for you to live in, or this is not a good area at all. You know, we can't say things like that. So I always tell my clients, you need to do your research go online. I think there's like neighborhoodwatch.com and it allows you to research the people who live in the area, the statistics of the area. Um, Because I tell my clients, you want to make sure that this neighborhood is going to suffice you for at least five years. Mm. So that's what I recommend doing next is making sure that the neighborhood is something that's going to make them happy to live in. 
So you've, they, they have to research the location they wish to stay. I think that I think that's that's the key that you have to figure out. You know what location you want to buy in, and you know, and once you have the budget in mind, you can. Do you give any support in terms of you know should it be near schools, should it be near hospitals, anything else like that? Do you give them some that kind of advice? Definitely, but that's all case by case because what's green for one person would be purple for the next. Agree. So I, I like to make sure that I know my clients and what their needs are. So that way, you know, when we do see a house, I'm like, I, I'll tell them, well, you remember, you told me you want to be next to a school. The nearest school is 10 miles away, mm. you know, so it's case by case, but definitely to let your agent know what you want. I, get, I think, but a lot of time people don't know what they want. That's, this is why I'm bringing this up because a lot of people would say, really, I'm not really sure. Do you want a three bed or four bed? Um, maybe three, maybe four, depends on the budget, depends how much I can get for it. And I, I know this because uh, mm-hmm. I, I can imagine the kind of uh, the conversations these poor agents would be having because there's lack of understanding of what they can buy. There's lack of understanding um, how much they can get for their money. And there's a lack of understanding why certain areas are more expensive than others. And sometimes it's just because of the, the demographics of that of that place. I, I, I mean, I know that I, I moved from Dagenham and Dagenham is one of the poorest um, poorest boroughs of London. I think he's probably the poorest borough in London, if I'm not mistaken. And um, but if you look at it, yes, there are small houses, and but it's clean. The roads are wide, and you think um, it's uh, you know the, the, there's a lot of high crime. But I lived there uh, for you know, for a number of years, and touch wood till this day, I didn't have suffer any kind of consequences. So I think people do need to do their own research, not go by hearsay or what other people say. You need to research. I think there's two types of research. You have to research uh, one for if you're going to live, make that home your home and do a different type of research if you're going to keep that as a buy to let. And also if you're doing a buy to let, then it has to be what kind of buy to let? Are you doing it to professionals? Are you aiming for families? Or are you aiming as HMOs? You have to decide that too, which definitely. what is your, you know, what is your target audience for that as well? But definitely research the area and research where you want to live and then let that let your agent know all of that information. I see it's you very have- important to take your time. Right. Mm-hmm. Because because even though you're approved, that's great. But I always tell my people, take your time, do your research. I'm going to be here. Right. This is my job and I love it. I'm going to be here to facilitate and give you exactly what you need. But take your time to find your pain points, find what makes you happy because you want to be happy paying your mortgage. So yeah, definitely locate a home that's going to do that. Yeah. And I think taking your time is probably the key here and knowing the fact that you can, I mean, you, you should be able to, and at the moment, okay, we're, we're currently in the market, especially in the UK at the moment, it's a, it's a, it's a seller's market. And I think before we started the camera, you said, you know, things are changing in where you are and it's slowly coming from going from a seller's market and it's turning towards going to be eventually end up going to be buyer's market because of the interest rate hikes. And I'm sure if that's happening to you, we're having interest rate hikes here too. So probably have a similar um, scenario here too but having said that still do your research and be patient that's the key and then what would be the last tip what would be the last step for you so the last step was what I like to call happily ever ever after and what that is is to get your little nest pot of saving or reserves that you could keep for 
if you have your property and God forbid something happens, you have that reserve to help, you know, fix those issues. I also like to recommend my clients to get a home warranty protection, Mm -hmm. at least for the first year, because they could lean heavily on that home warranty protection to make sure if something does happen, they could reach out to the home warranty protection and ask them to come out and fix it, depending on the protection plan, of course. I don't know if we have that in UK. Really? Yeah, I don't think we have that. I've never heard that before, Shay. Uh, that's one of the biggest fears that uh, you know we have when you're buying. The buyers beware. We have to do a due diligence ourselves. We have to do the surveys and everything else ourselves to make sure we pick up anything that's wrong with the property beforehand. Because yep. once the property is done, it's our responsibility. And there's no kind of warrant, not that I'm aware of at the moment, any kind of warranty that we can take out in case, you know, for example, we buy and the next thing you know, there's a damp in the in the in one of the rooms or um, the boiler is, you know, you know, completely going off the rails or something like that. I don't think there is one, but you know, if somebody's listening to this and there and there is, do correct me if I'm wrong. But as far as I know, and I am in the property space, I don't think uh, there is such thing, which is well, let me know if you find out, because that would be truly interesting to know that you wouldn't be able to warranty your property. Because like you said, you do the due diligence, which I highly recommend. I always tell my clients, when we do our inspections, please be there because I want you to kick the tires, if you will. You know what I mean? Turn on the air conditioner. I want you to be there so you can witness these things and ask questions. So yeah, do your due diligence for sure. But then there's that added layer of protection with not only your reserves, but also your home warranty protection. Uh, I wonder if if building insurance is what you're talking about, because we do have building insurance. Building building insurance we have something called you do have building insurance we have building insurance and we have contents insurance that's but i but i think that's different from what you're saying to us Uh, i'm I'm not sure if this is covered maybe yeah because with our with our home warranty protection it covers things like if your refrigerator goes out or if your pipes leak or if yeah, see, it's totally different from your building insurance, I believe. Okay. okay, so then I think I think we I think we do have those things, but the individual. So, like for example, in my home, um, in my rental properties, I have I've covered the I've covered the refrigerators, I've covered um, you know uh, the the washing machine, I've covered the, the gas and electrics are covered by some things, but they're all individual. It's not under with one- the manufacturer. No, no, with um, it's with another company um, that, that insures uh, the white goods. And then I have, um, um, you know, the, the, the gas thing is done with British Gas, they know their, their, their monthly plan, which is quite expensive, really expensive, but it covers me for plumbing, electrics and gas as well. And that's how I've covered it. But it's all it's all different. It's not under one umbrella. It's just one umbrella. Yeah, it's, it's individual it. different okay. things. So that's what we how, how we have it. But it's um, but I'm still thinking, you know, uh, if my. God forbid my roof broke or something, it's going to be, it's, uh, you know, who would be covered if I'd be covered or not, because the insurance companies are innately, you know, have a way of getting out of paying. Yeah, definitely. And that's what our home warranty protections cover. As long as you have, they, they have different types of platforms. And as long as you've elected the one that covers those things, it'll, they'll cover it for you. Yeah, it's worth knowing. But again, it's being aware of these things and making sure that you have um, taken as much. Um, it's, this is a calculated risk, and you've taken as many precautions as possible. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, we know we can never take hundred percent precaution about against everything. But this would be somewhere that you you know you work towards. Okay, so 
if we wrap this up, um, what would be the parting comment in terms of what advice can you give to someone who's looking to buy the next home? I would make sure that it's something that is financially doable because you don't want to, you know, put yourself out there. And if it is, then find a, re- a real estate agent who is going to guide you hands down and give you the best advice ever because that's our job. And people like me love it. Awesome. Fantastic. Thank you so much. So Shay, tell us, how can we connect with you? Where can we find you? Well, I'm on Facebook under Shay Aguilar. And then my real estate website is shayaguilar.com. Wonderful. And if you are listening to us on the podcast, the links that Shay just mentioned will be in the show notes. And if you're watching us on YouTube, then down below in the description section, we'll have the um, the links to her too. Go check her out, especially if you're in California and you're looking for a place. She is amazing. And um, I do know her personally, so she's fabulous. So do connect with her. And thank you, Shay, for being such an amazing guest and for sharing your tips and ideas about, uh, about um, uh, you know, buying a new property. And thank you for your wisdom. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for listening to me and Shay today on Money Talkies. I will be back on another Money Talkies segment with another amazing guest finding out how you and I can build a better business. Until the next time, mate, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website www.gulkhan.com and if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop and if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money then go and get my book Laws of Money from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.